Welcome to the Morning After Podcast, a Freedom Center Church podcast. All right, well, welcome to another episode of the Morning After Podcast. Pastor Josh here with you, as always, this morning with Pastor Carl. How are Good you doing morning, this morning, everyone? His voice sounds like Mufasa, so that's My awesome. son. <laughs> yeah, so today's podcast, we're just going to have him talk for 30 minutes and re- recite Lion King lines. Uh, and then Pastor J.D. is also here with us this I morning. I am. I am. I'm excited How about How are you it. doing? I'm doing fantastic. Just got back from camp. Just got done with youth two services yesterday, or you know, service in the morning, service at night. Yeah. And uh, just actually lo- went and looked at a thing to help students raise funds. So uh, I'm I'm wide awake and I'm good to go. Awesome. Cool. All right. So yesterday, Pastor Carl got the opportunity to uh, share with us. We continued our series in Romans, and I mean, I heard nothing but good things. Mm-hmm. I know. You, we kind of talked a little bit before you started, and you said, I practiced this yesterday, and it took 40 minutes, so I'm yeah. kind of worried about time. Um, how did you feel that that went? Did you feel like you had enough time to adequately, adequately kind of get yeah. what you wanted yeah, done? Yeah, yeah, and, and the things that I cut, you know, weren't necessary. Yeah. Uh, you know, the a couple of slides here and, you know, a thought there that I don't – that I think uh, – probably didn't um were things that i wanted to say but didn't have to say to bring it all together so right sometimes that's the best thing to happen you know yeah so let's talk i think one of the biggest things that um people got out of yesterday is just the difference uh the the good kind the good guilt and the bad the bad guilt um and I think I actually got this question a couple times yesterday. Like, at what point did you kind of realize the difference between the two? Because obviously, I think you, um, I don't think you're you're beating yourself up nearly as much as you were no. in your college <laughs> days. No. So, like, can you maybe talk a little bit at that path of just how to get to where you are now compared to where you sure. were? I, I mean, some of it I think is just time, you yeah. know, and, and maturity and right. You have a broader scope of what the world is like. Um, I think some of it is, you know, consistently being in the world, in the word, and mm-hmm. you know, just having that mold you and shape you like anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my wife uh, was a huge part of that. You know, Faye is um, all the things that we've been through the ups and downs in our marriage uh, and the grace that she showed in times that I didn't think I deserved grace, you know, was um, really uh, pivotal for me in understanding this, uh, this dichotomy that exists inside of me and, and understanding, oh man, like, I don't have to trash myself when I have somebody that, you know, I've said this thing to or done this thing to that says, you know, I forgive you. I don't, I don't have to, you don't have to call yourself that. You don't have to do that. You know, that was kind of those moments in our marriage has been such a freeing 
right thing for me to understand oh if a person says that let me look and make sure god does too and son of a gun (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's kind of what happens (laughs) right right so um that you had a journal entry yesterday that was uh about if your son disobeyed you (laughs) was that was that pre actually you having children oh yeah okay yeah that was maybe talk about that a little bit of just how that that mindset changed once you actually had how old so how old were you when you wrote that were you 20 were you uh i was mid mid to early 20s mid to early 20s okay yeah and i yeah, so I mean, for anybody who didn't listen the recap, I had a journal entry where, you know, I basically said that if my son spent an entire day, you know, disobeying me, dishonoring me, and did one thing to, um, that I asked him to do, would, would I really believe that everything was cool between us? And the yeah. understood answer was no, you know, because that's what I felt, no. Now having a son, you kind of, you know, you, you look, I know you, you guys, his dad tells a story of like, I can't remember which one of you being born and you look, I would die for you. That was Josh. Right. You know, and I, you're so quick to say that. <laughs> <laughs> First Wasn't boy. me, not it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, you, that is what you feel. You know, my, my son, he bears my name. He has my blood. He's, he, he bears my name, not just my you know, literal name, but he is the one that will continue the male side of my family, you know? Right. And the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, for me, that love, you don't understand that love until you have it, you yeah. know? And then you, you look at your son. I mean, you know, you look at yep. your son, your firstborn son at that, and there's this level of pride that just wells up in you. Mm-hmm. And if my son spent the entire day and has, <laughs> you know, not doing what I ask him to do, am I frustrated with my son? Of course. Yeah. Is my love any different for him? No, not even close. Right. And if he did one thing that, you know, I ask him to do. Right. Does all of that stuff before get erased? Basically. Yeah. Or if he's just <laughs> you know? going to bed at night and he's like, hey, dad, like, I'm really sorry that yeah. I had a bad day yeah. today. You're you like, know, oh, it, it changes it's cool. Don't worry about everything, it. you know? Yeah. Like, it, it's just, I just didn't understand. I didn't understand right. a father's heart. I didn't understand yep. a son's love. I, you know, that it was just all that was in front of me was you know, being neck deep in things like deception and pornography and, uh, you know, how could a believer be this way and do this thing? And I was so consumed with my lack of performance. And I'm not saying that performance isn't important. Behavior isn't important. It is. Right. But it's not the thing that defines you as a son or a daughter and I was just so obsessed with that and it felt good to call myself idiot it felt good to bash myself right it's what I felt should happen yeah now pastor JD with uh with youth students Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times they they portray God as this man sitting in the clouds that's looking for them to make sure that they do everything right and if they don't do everything right then they they're in trouble and god doesn't love them yeah would you say that that's an accurate 
Yeah, thing. actually, so uh, in being in the position that we're in right now, we, we see anxiety rates being incredibly high, right, amongst yeah. students. Um, the number one thing that I actually find amongst students is whenever I start talking about God and certain like mandates that we set up for our life, they, they start getting really anxious about like, oh my gosh, there's so many more things I have to do. I don't have enough time in my day. I don't have enough things to do. I don't, you know, and like, right. they, they start looking at the task going like, like, like it's like, oh my gosh, it's overwhelming. How is it that I'm supposed to be doing this task? And uh, and they could hear like one thing, and all of a sudden it like pushes them over. Like, what the heck? Yeah. But they don't understand that those things were set up for them to live a better life. You know, it's not like God creates these these mandates on us, and if we don't live up to those mandates, then He's gonna smite us. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he creates these mandates so we could live a f- more fruitful, a more beneficial, a a better life for right. Him, but also for ourselves. You know? Yeah. So Pastor Carl was talking about how, like, the the good guilt and the bad guilt and how that just kind of takes time to, like, learn yeah. and understand that. Are there ways that you can help youth students understand that without without time, like helping them understand, um, yeah, I guess just good guilt versus bad guilt? Yeah. So uh, if, if I'm hearing you right, I think one of the things that, that we've really begun establishing within our students is something that actually Pastor Carl said earlier is just finding out who you are based off of the word, uh-huh. um, getting way deeper into your Bible and actually having an understanding of the Bible. And one of the things that I've, that I've learned recently is that our students don't actually understand the purpose of the Bible. They think that it's a list of mandates that they have to live up to instead of reading it as a love letter from God to us. Yeah. And as soon as I start setting up the actual correct paradigm in which to read the Bible, all of a sudden students like relax and like, oh my gosh, I guess I didn't understand the purpose of the Bible. I thought this was just like live your life this way or die. Uh-huh. I, I didn't know that it was like God actually trying to establish who he is in written word for me to understand better our relationship, you know, right. and that this is actually a love letter. And as soon as they, they, as soon as they actually correctly understand what God's role is in their life and what the Bible's role is in their life, they, they, they all of a sudden kind of start living a much better life, you know? Yeah. So like one of my students recently approached me about having horrible panic attacks when she's at church and she's like, why do I have these? And I was like, well, number one, it's summer. Do you have any other social activity around you? She's like, no, I'm like, you're probably getting a little socially anxious. She's, she's a little bit, you know, like she gets socially anxious. You uh-huh. know? And I was like, what do I want you to do? I want you to go back and I want you to read James. And if you can read James and come back and you're still like, like, like still having those panic attacks, then let's go ahead and like fix it. She went back and read James and everything was good. <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's like you really just need to get in the word and start having the Holy Spirit speak to you in so many areas right. so that you can actually, you know, like understand God. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Pastor Carl, for somebody that uh, is dealing with a habitual sin and they're just, they keep failing and they keep kicking themselves, getting frustrated with themselves because they continue to struggle, um, what would you say to a person like that that's, they're really trying and they just feel like they, they're stuck in in uh in in this place where they can't get out of sure well first i'd say stop that's the first <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that's jesus first thing too right whenever yeah, the woman's right. caught in the act of adultery you know, he was like hey, stop yeah. and it, you know pastor jason says that about smoking like how did you quit smoking i just stopped smoking yeah. it's like well it's not that simple he's like no no no, no it really is it, ca- it can be that simple yeah. you know and that's I, for years i had people that you know, oh, we'll, you know, we'll get through it this together. We'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll, a, there's accountability. There's this, and there were very few people. And I know this sounds really crazy, but there, there, there were very few people. The stop was like insinuated, but never like said. 
Yeah. You know, it's like we're and maybe that's just me being dumb, but it's like one of the things that I I think as somebody who was an addict with this stuff is just like stop doing that. <laughs> right. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stop. Yeah. So that would be the first thing that uh-huh. I would say. And then from there I think understanding that, you know, I would look at it as this gigantic wall to yeah. scale. And it's there's you don't climb a wall that way. You climb a wall a brick at a time, a yeah. hold at a time, a, you know, whatever. And if a I'm focused at a time. on this gigantic thing, you know, that's just it's overwhelming. And we live in an age where overwhelming is the norm. You right. know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I would say, you know, a surround yourself with a bunch of people that you can be honest with about yeah. it. I, you know, that was a huge issue for me. God, you and I got it. You know, we, I, I never wanted anybody to look at me differently mm-hmm. because of, you know, this porn addiction or I lied or whatever. And so that caused me to bury these things in, you know, deceptive behavior or learning people's patterns of comings and goings so that I had the free time to do whatever I wanted to do. Right. And it's crazy how much you can train your mind to be quick witted with stuff like that. Yeah. Sure. So it's, I was so afraid of being viewed as less than so afraid of, Mm -hmm. you know, people just, I don't know, not, not thinking I was awesome. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. That I didn't let anybody in, even people that could have helped peers and, you know, whatnot that, that could have come alongside of me and, and done that. The, the times that I let people in were the times that I was caught. Because yeah. you will be caught eventually. Sure. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's inevitable. It's just the way that it is. You know yeah, what right. I mean? Whether exactly. it's lying or or drinking or, you know, yeah. porn or cheating on your spouse or what, you will be caught yeah. eventually. Right. That's yeah. just, it's just that you do it long enough, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to, you know, there are things that don't add up. Yeah. Most of the time, I think people, if you don't get caught, it's because people don't want to see it. They know, but they don't want to see it. Yeah, you sure. Know? Yeah. So I think, you know, I, I I would take that step of vulnerability if I was you and allow people into your life. And yes. I, I remember when we did that um, men's breakfast, you know, you, me, your father sat on the, the panel and, yeah. and talked. And, you know, we had a guy that asked a question, you know, what if I lose everything over this? That's yeah. like can't guarantee that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like, so. But I will say there's a big difference between you getting caught right. and you confessing. Oh, huge, huge difference. And I've had <laughs> yes. both. Yes. And I would I would much rather. <laughs> yeah. There, there's no guarantees either way. No. But I would much rather confess than be caught, you know? Yeah. I don't actually remember your original question. <laughs> but just somebody, <laughs> just somebody dealing with habitual sin that's constantly kicking themselves. Like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> know, you're, and I think the, the hardest thing with that is feeling horrible because you know what to do and what not to do. You yeah. know and it it almost feels like it's out of your control you know right. it's not 
but if it it really feels that way like i i don't have a choice but to do that and i think that's where so many people get into that self-hatred when it comes to habitual sin is because i know the good yeah i know the good and that's where at least for me it was not I think my frustration at even having the desire was as high, if not higher, than the sin itself. And that's where I would struggle so much is I don't even want to want to do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's just not the way it works. I'm going to want to do this at some point in in time. And thankfully, that is much less now than it was then. Right. But... I, I didn't even want the war, but the war is inevitable, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's where so much of my self-hatred came in was I I don't even want to have this. I know that this is bad. I should not do this. And I would say that the thing that helped me most was realizing what sonship was, realizing the love of the father and, and allowing some people around me to... To, to see the real Carl. Yeah. You know. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, um, I do want to, I'm going to switch topics a little bit, but uh, this, this week is 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we as a church for a really long time, we always had our huge event on the grounds. And last year we tried something different, which was a lot more smaller events within our community. We're doing the same thing this year. Um, I was curious if you guys wanted to maybe share what your plans are for Mm -hmm. the 4th and what you're going to be doing, and we'll start with Pastor J.D. Yeah, so um, there's going to be two things that we're going to be doing as uh, youth. Uh, First is that we're going to be assisting in the uh, parade float for ECO for the You Can Survive and Fit for the Cure uh, parade float. So we'll be marching alongside them and being with them uh, throughout the entire parade. After that gets done, we're going to be uh, having a party at my house or, you know, the house I live in yeah. and, <laughs> and, uh, and there'll be like a pool. There's like a huge like backyard and everything like that. Uh, if you have a youth student, you and your family are invited to come hang out with us. It's going to be happening from 2 PM to 6 PM. I'm all over social media. And so if you need like the address or something like that, just go ahead and send me a message and I'll go ahead and shoot you the address. And then, uh, we're gonna be inviting everybody from, uh, the surrounding, like whole, like we all kind of share a backyard. There's like eight houses that share like a huge backyard. Yeah. And so we're gonna be inviting Inviting everybody from those eight houses to come over and hang out with us, grab a burger, grab a hot dog, and just, I don't know, be family, right? I, I don't really awesome. even know my neighbors, so hopefully I can get to get, get to know them now. Yeah, cool. And then Pastor Carl, I already know what you're yeah, doing, yeah, but I'm pretty you know, excited about I'm it. pretty so. excited <laughs> about it, too. So uh, we are doing a Stranger Things watch party uh, outside. Uh, if, it, if it rains, we'll move inside, but... Um, it'll be, uh, we're still trying to, I think it'll be at the church outside. We might do it in our backyard outside. I'm not really sure. Just look to the Facebook event for that. But uh, it's going to be at night after the fireworks, about 11.15. We're going to have popcorn and concessions and all that good jazz. But we're going to watch the first three episodes of Stranger Things on a bigger sc- a big screen or a bigger screen. Depending on, yeah. <laughs> on I feel like I have to go to this on where it is. So we're we're pretty excited about it. You know, yeah. people do whatever you want during the day, get out on the boat, you know, stay at home, do whatever you do, watch the fireworks and then after that we're we're pretty pumped to 
to watch to watch Stranger Things under the stars with with people. So yeah, yeah it's so, gonna be cool. So if you're if you're wanting to be a part of that, there is a Facebook event. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can search it. It's public. Um, same as JD. I'm all over social media. If you're um, wanting have any questions about that, bring a blanket, chair, something like that. Yeah, yep. we're gonna rock it out. So that's just two of uh, there's many many events. If you're if you're a part of Freedom Center, you're like I don't know what we're doing on the fourth, or you want to be a part of something, uh, that probably means that you're not currently volunteering in a ministry. But contact any one of our pastors. I promise you that they can hook you up with something fun and exciting to do on the fourth of July that will also help impact our community yep. for the good, which is the most important part of the whole thing. A um, couple more minutes left and. Uh, Last week was a really important week for uh, youth ministry mm-hmm. because our junior hires were at camp. Yeah. And something that we did yesterday was we had our uh, Kingdom Builders offering. Um, and I just wanted to spend a couple minutes on both of those things. Hopefully talk to Pastor yeah. JD about camp for a little bit and then talk to Pastor Carl about Kingdom Builders mm-hmm. and uh, then we'll be done. So, JD, if oh. you could just give us a couple of minutes about just – yeah, I, we kept getting messages as a staff of all the cool things that were happening yeah. at camp for your junior hires. Um, maybe just give us a couple of the cool things that happened. So I'll give you I'll give you my favorite story of camp. This wasn't our junior hires, but this was just a girl at junior high. Because okay. I love seeing how the Holy Spirit works with people, especially new believers. There's something just crazy that happens. And uh, so this is a girl that was that came to camp. Um, she came to camp believing she was a lesbian, and uh, she hated herself. Like cuts, like scars, deep scars, all the way up and down her forearms and across her chest. And uh, it was, I believe it was Wednesday night, either Wednesday night or Thursday night. It was, it was close to the end of camp. Um, and uh, and she was looking around everybody worshiping. She said, you know what, what about if I just, what if I just tried this, you know? So she went up front and decided to raise her hands. And at the end of worship, she went to bring her hands down. No one prayed for her, nothing like that. And as she brought her hands down, she noticed something weird about her wrist, and that was that there were no more scars on on either one of her wrists. And so she broke down and started crying a little bit. And she said, "What about what about if God wanted to like entirely heal me?" So she grabbed her friend that brought her to camp, and they ran into the bathroom together. And she pulled her shirt down, and all the scars across her chest were gone too, oh, wow. without anybody praying for her whatsoever. Just boom, like that quick. And so that was a that was that was an eighth grader. You know, believing yeah. all these different things, having all these physical scars. Like to the point where her, her leaders had seen them, like like knew that it was a thing, and to go see her forearms and be like, "What? All of these are gone now?" So that was that was just like one of those Holy Spirit moments that are like, you yeah. can't, you can't make that up. Like that's not like that's not a fake thing. That's that's one of those right. like awesome things. Um, another one of my favorite moments. This was one of our youth students. Uh, he, he didn't really know what being, uh, you know, like basically like knocked down by the Holy Spirit was just having like that crazy influx of Holy Spirit communication or you just get knocked down. And so no one prayed for him either. Actually, mm-hmm. sorry, I take back. No, there was one person that prayed for him. So, but no one was there to catch him. And so he went, <laughs> he, he went down and hit chairs so hard uh-huh. and was just like knocked out. And I'm like, I don't know if he's knocked out by the Holy Spirit or knocked right. out from how hard that he's fall was. Yeah. yeah. And, and he was just down. And so I went over to go see how he was doing and pray for him. And there were like, uh, there were like four guys that were around him praying for him. And there were six girls that were behind me. And, uh, I went down to go like pray for him and about two minutes into be praying for him. His eyes open up and I'm like, Hey buddy, how's it going? Doesn't say anything. You doing all right? Just doesn't say anything. Literally for like a straight minute. He can't talk. Doesn't like know what's going on. And all of a sudden he starts looking around and he goes, why do people have bright orbs on their head? I said, what? And he goes, I, 
I don't know. There's just like lights on top of people's heads. And kid you not, he goes, there's a there's a light falling right now. And there's a light that starts falling. And he goes, and now it's on that person. And as he pointed at the person, the person went down. And I was like, wow. Are you literally seeing the Holy Spirit right now? Like, like actually with your physical eyes, seeing the Holy Spirit. And so I like freaked out. And the six girls that are behind me have never seen anything like this before. So they're absolutely freaked out. Yeah. And so I take them off to the side to go explain to them, you know, like how we're a body, a soul, and a spirit and all that stuff. And and as I start explaining this to them, one of the girls who I'm not praying for, who's terrified that this is happening, starts losing like feeling in her legs. And she starts trying to like catch herself over and over again. And finally she can't hold herself anymore. So she falls and one of the girls catches her, but doesn't know what's going on either. So she tries to like push her back up. Like, what are you doing? Get back down. Or not get back down, but like get back up. What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 it's, it's okay. Exactly. I'm like, like, no, no, it's okay. Just let her go down. So she goes down and now she's on the ground, not knocked out, but just like lost feeling in her legs basically. And she's looking at me like terrified about what's happening. And the other five girls. Right. are looking at me terrified of what's happening and like the five girls look at me and like i'm like all right you five lay your hands on her start praying for her i'm gonna be standing back and praying for her but whenever we get done praying i'll explain to you what's happening and so um she she like ended up getting entirely slain like like went out uh the five girls always got done praying and i explained to them what was happening and why it was happening and uh and by the end of the night every one of them had some type of holy spirit experience whether it was like awesome. like a weight had been lifted off their shoulders and they were bawling whether it was they were started like shaking like just like what is going on right now but by the end of the night the holy spirit had touched every single one of them and it was just like such a cool moment my, my awesome. our group like so like all of our students and stuff like that actually had to get kicked out of the tabernacle because it was too it was late, too late. <laughs> they, they wanted to keep on searching for more of the holy spirit and it was just like no, it's bedtime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everybody else wants to go to bed, you know. Right. But it was it was really really cool yeah. experience. That's awesome. Camp is great. Mm -hmm. I love camp. Uh, and then Pastor Carl, yesterday we talked about kingdom. We've been doing like this promotion yeah. for kingdom builders yeah. for uh, about a month now. And yesterday was finally the ask of now, what are you going to do yeah. to help? Um, just curious if you've had any cool stories, uh, personal stories that you could share, anything like that of like sure, sure, yeah, we, kingdom builders. I mean, we were we sat in the session at River Valley, um, you know, after the conference, right? Which, if you don't know, that's where we got the idea yeah, for kingdom builders, yeah. and just hearing the heart for it was like, man, you know, like hearing stories of, you know, what. You want to plant a church and your organization plants churches where China? Okay, how much does that cost? All right, put us down for two. And it's <laughs> <Right>. like, what? <laughs> You're not <laughs> allowed you just to like do that. Do that? <laughs> like that's, but that's you know that's what they've designed. You know, kingdom builders to be is this this, you know, whether you like it or not. And sometimes I don't like it. Finances is needed to to further the kingdom it yeah. just is you know yep. what i mean like that's you know i i understand the apprehension that people have i understand all of that kind of stuff but the reality is is that there are things that cost mm -hmm. and, and that there's very few things that are for free you yeah. know and people can smell bull crap and so if we don't do some things with excellence it just whatever you know and so to to hear these stories, and it's I remember the first Sunday that we announced, you know, that we were doing um, Kingdom Builders, that we were going to do the offering. Yeah. And I, I had a guy come up to me and be like, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm not going to be here for the thirtieth. Can I can I give the offering now?" And it was like, 
yeah yes <laughs> right. i don't know and it's been right you know up until uh, uh up until this week i had have had at least one person per sunday come up and say yeah. i want to be a part of this you right. know because these great things that you know whether it's camp or fourth of july stuff or blessing teachers or whatever that may be you know it's they're they're huge opportunities to put believers face to face with people who aren't to to bring the kingdom to earth in tangible ways yeah. you know and so it's been an awesome thing to just to see people Hey, I, I know I'm not going to be here that Sunday, but yeah. I really want to be a part of doing this, right. you know, and then the testimonies themselves on the videos. Good grief. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we had we had several <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> that's, that's just, several oh people gosh. yesterday say, hey, we had something come up. We weren't allowed to come to church. We couldn't make it. Is it too late to give? Right. And how do we give? So if right. you're listening to this, it's not too late to even give now. Right. Uh, just freedomcenter.church slash give. And you can type in Kingdom Builders. Um, it's something we're going to be continuing to, yeah, to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But next week is going to be cool because now we're going to get to celebrate everything that happened right, on right. Sunday. And I'm so excited for that because I know I know that this will open doors for this church to do some pretty awesome things. Yeah, and, absolutely. And things that I think... Everybody here wants to be a part. I mean, the number of people that I talk to that, you know, coming to Freedom Center Church was important to them because of the impact that that we try to have on the community. You know, we don't try to just sit in here like it's a Christian country club and do our thing. You know, there's an impact that the community needs. And, you know, you can talk about social justice stuff all you want Mm -hmm. but what we attempt to do is that and bring the gospel along with it you know what i mean like yeah yeah yeah, there are people that need food and they need the gospel more (laughs) you know right and you know but if we look at them and we say hey here's the gospel and we give them no food they're like thanks like you know like there's there's a component of both that has to happen and i think that's a lot of what kingdom builders you know, is going to be moving forward yep. is that attempt to tangibly meet needs by people who carry the gospel inside of them and can offer that gospel mm-hmm. to people. Yeah. So mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, it's been an incredible couple of weeks here at Freedom Center yeah. and uh, it's only going to get better. So yep. Thursday is the 4th of July. If you don't have something that you are doing currently, but you want to do something, uh, message the church. Uh, on Facebook, you can contact the office by calling, or you can email the office at office at freedomcenter.church. We'll get you hooked up with something to do to uh, help show the community Jesus. And then Sunday, we continue our series on Romans. Uh, Pastor Jim will be back preaching. And then on top of that, we'll be celebrating all of the awesome things that happened with the Kingdom Builders mm-hmm. offering. So it's going to be a great week to be at church. Yep. And uh, until then, we will talk to you guys later. Have an incredible week. Mm-hmm.